All righty. Good morning, everybody. I am back. Um, I'm very excited uh, to be sitting here right next to me with Vicky Andrews. And I haven't done an interview for a few weeks now, so I'm happy to get back into it. I'm showing off my speed you turn. <laughs> <Now, laughs> And um, Vicky, uh, you wrote a book called Minimalist Me um, uh, with us, and you were actually at the very last face-to-face -face, uh, retreat, um, and that was kind of really exciting to have you there. What I wanted to do before we get into it, I wanted to um, share a little bit of your introduction as to who you are, and then we can show people what your book looks like, and then we can you can, you can show us even now. You can lift that up if you want. Um, there it is. <laughs> A minimalist me. All right, guys. So let me tell you, um, she, um, Vicky Andrews is a passionate minimalist and the director and owner of Minimalist Me. Um, and uh, she's comfortable with change and experimenting with new techniques. Minimalism is about intentionality, not deprivation. It is not the lack of something, but the perfect amount of everything. Simplicity is at the key of both the way she works and lives. Vicky approaches all challenges with a keeping it real mindset. So she's a graduate with an MBA and AICD qualification, and she specializes in Agile, Lean, and Six uh, Sigma. With 20 years serving in the RAF, um, Vicky is current, uh, currently a member of a team at Telstra, and she's launching Agile Frontrunner programs as a ways of uh, working coach and moving into the group coaching lead with global business services. Vicky is now focused on Agile at scale and delivering on Telstra's T25 strategy. So as we head, head into the 2032 Olympic Games, Vicky, as a former national volleyball uh, player coach and current director, she will be implementing these new innovative approaches to ensure success. All right, Vicky, so you wrote this book. Let me just share my screen for a moment and give these guys a closer look at your book. Uh, very simple, love the back, <laughs> simply begin. Um, once you need less, you'll have more. Um, and that's the cover you guys, and we'll let you know how, where you can actually get it. But let's have a conversation now, a little bit about how, how did this come about? <laughs> sure, I actually was trying to think of that when um, um, we were you know talking about where did it all start? And I, I went to uh, one of your really small sessions, um, just a sort of a taster. And I think I met a whole bunch of other authors and it kind of unpacked the whole process. And I went, I actually thought I was just going to, you know, listen to everyone else and about be able to forward them on to, you know, if you ever want to write a book, here's somewhere to go. And I just went, I could do that. That's, that sounds like something for me because um, I just didn't want to drag it out over years and years. I wanted something that was compact and off it goes. <laughs> yeah, love that. And so while you sat through that workshop, was it about, you know, the passion. When did minimalism actually start for you? Was it yeah. before that? Yeah, definitely. I was already on my minimalist journey. Um, you know, I was moving out again, uh, following a divorce, not a, not a messy divorce. We decided to, you know, go our own ways and neither of us wanted the big house. Uh, but for me, it was that perfect opportunity to start to um, really get ruthless with this downsizing and living with what I needed. Um, mm. You know, anyone who's been through that process of just moving house, uh, even under normal circumstances, there's just so much stuff. Yeah. Um, not for me. <laughs> not for me. You want to, you wanted a simpler life. And um, I know for a fact that uh, even the places you live in, you kind of share this, uh, the place, uh, the spaces. And yeah, I don't want to feel like I have to own or um, possess anything really. So happy to, if I'm not living in the space, happy to pop it on Airbnb or give it to someone else who's in need. Um, I, yeah, when I'm not here, I don't, I'm not precious about who else 
sleeps on the couch or uses the bed or the jug or the toaster if I have one. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So what is within the book? Like, you know, um, what, what were you hoping to achieve by bringing this out into the world? Is it just a view for people of what other options are, are there? Yeah, I want to keep it really simple. Um, there's a lot about minimalism. It's quite popular. Um, people always think, though, it's just about getting rid of things. I really want to keep it quite authentic and really um, make people understand that sometimes it's the mental clutter, it's not the physical clutter, um, and that minimalism is what's right for you. If you want 100 pairs of shoes, have 100, but intentionally know that that's what you love uh, rather than having 100 and being consumed by that every day and wishing you had less. So, yeah, yeah, I get that. I have the hundred pairs of bikinis. <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's that you know some people have the shoe fetish, but I think for me it's bikinis. And yes, they were sorting them through, and I go, oh my god! Now my daughter can fit into them, so we can we can share. <laughs> and you can go through phases where you have heaps of them, and then when you realise that they're overwhelming and you don't need them, pass them on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I definitely. Well, within our family, we do a mission declutter once a year a big one where we get the skip and do the donations and all that sort of stuff so in terms of i loved i actually did go in uh, as i said i've read about 60 to 70 percent of your book and i i love some of the tips that you share you know uh, about stuff around the household and your clothing and things like that so maybe let's let's give these guys i'm sure where does someone start like i guess maybe as i say that it's overwhelming there's just so much sometimes in people's lives and they don't know where to start. So what's your advice in, on that? Yeah, and I think I say it in the book, you can start anywhere, but that first time you go, oh, and you just look around, whatever you look at first, just start there. It doesn't matter if it's a pantry, it doesn't matter if it's a bathroom cupboard, if it's the physical clutter. If you're just sitting there and feeling completely overwhelmed with everything, it's probably mental clutter. It's probably already trying to figure out where you're at and freeing up some space in your mind to think about how you'd love to live. Um, and that could be that first starting point. So it may not be the home or may not be the job's overwhelming. It might be your whole life's not in the direction you want. And so mm -hmm. I would actually start unpacking mentally um, and working out what you'd love your life to feel like. Um, and then the stuff will just happen. It's super easy once you've decided the lifestyle you want. Isn't that always the way? Mindset's always <laughs> in the way of everything that we want to achieve, whatever success or transformation we want to yeah. get. So you got to declutter. So how, do, how does someone start to mentally declutter? Is it around about writing out their vision for their future or... Look, that's a, that's a great way um, and it's probably more about the life I do want, not the one I don't want. So keep just thinking about, you know, what life do I want? And I guess for me too, I want to be quite dynamic and be able to move between locations. And COVID kind of um, put that right in forefront for me to say, you know, you need to be able to grab your laptop and go. Well, I wasn't going to be able to do that if my whole computer office setup was everything I relied on. So yeah. I started going, you know, I really do. It's called a laptop for a reason. It's supposed to sit on your lap um, and go in a bag and move around with you. And so I started really doing it um, with my workspace and going, I can work from anywhere. Um, and that then allowed me the lifestyle that I wanted. So if the weather's great, go to one location. If your friends are in a location, move to another one. Yeah. It sounds really simple, um, 
some people don't have that option with a, a work that can travel. Um, so maybe they start with their weekends or um, one night a week where they want to be and how they'd like that night to look. You know, how does Tuesdays look for you? Um, I had a great one the other day, um, Fend for Yourself Fridays. I don't know whether anyone's heard of that, but people who've got kids, they call it Fend for Yourself Friday. So no more cooking on a Friday, no more even providing on a Friday. It's all Fend for Yourself. Go to the cupboard, find something, eat yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Give each day a theme, maybe. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, so. terrific Tuesdays. Go out and do something. Fend for yourself Fridays. You know, but my fend for yourself Friday can extend over a weekend, but that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, I believe your children are most of them are grown up, and so yeah, still got a ten-year-old running around. So yeah, um, and he's I'm completely signed up to this minimalist lifestyle, loves it. So, um, yeah, I watched him fry his toast in a fry pan this morning. So, we, yeah. you know, you don't have toast once a month, if that. And so he just flipped it around in the fry pan and ate his toast. We don't have a jug or a toaster. Some some of the things I would have thought were the basics. We yeah. don't even need those. Yeah, love it. Uh, no, when we were in quarantine with Stuart, um, it's a funny story. Um, there was no um, toaster or a microwave or anything. So, you know, the, the jug that he put up water, basically there was pancakes delivered and he um, he got creative and bought boiled the water and put the pancakes onto the metal. Yeah. I've heard water. of people boiling their eggs inside the jug. So oh. to get a soft-boiled egg, just put it inside the jug, turn it on, they out they pop. I haven't thought about that one, but that's a good a good one to have up our sleeves. It's all about like yeah, being creative, and sometimes you you feel also kind of really smart if you figure something like that out. That you actually you know, and, and it, it remains a memory that you talk about for a long time. So what yeah. are um uh, what are some things? Let's talk about maybe particular areas of life. I want to talk. I guess a lot of people that follow me are women. So let's talk about the kitchen or the, what are some essentials? Like what would you, you say you don't live with a jug or a toast or whatever it is. What are the kind of bare minimum things that you do have? Yeah, so we did start with um, a, one fry pan, one saucepan, and we were quite open to going and buying a nice new jug and toaster. Um, yeah. But we just thought we'd see how we went along the way. Um, we didn't have a microwave, but that's become an essential for us. So it's not the same for everyone. Yeah. Um, but we find we do, you know, reheat things. Um, yeah, the microwave now has some amazing, um, I guess, pieces that you can use that actually can make toast in a microwave. Whereas oh, back in the day, yeah. microwave made everything soggy. Um, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. you can actually use um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of things like a sandwich toaster and actually make a toasted sandwich in your microwave. So it's become an essential. No idea about that one. <laughs> um, our fridge is super small, so we only purchase about two days at the most. Um, and people think, well, then you'll be going to the shops a lot more. It's actually, it's actually not the case um, because you're always, you know, going to the bin or going to throw things out, or you probably change your mind and have to go to the shop anyway. So we really try to use a very small fridge. Um, it was an essential though. Uh, dinner parties. I do have an electric fry pan. I haven't used it yet. So it's on its 10 day countdown. So after three months, if I haven't used it, it gets, it goes away <laughs> to donation to somebody. So we're 10 days left with the electric fry pan and haven't touched it yet, but that was going to be my five people came around for dinner. It was a little bit bigger, quite easy. I thought that would be my way of making a larger meal, but I haven't felt the need. Yeah. So that's um, knives, knife rack. The knife rack's gone. Yeah, you need one, one little one, one big one. Yeah. So yeah, that's that just went about a month ago. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. You actually keep tabs on the things that you kind of 
um, are not using and if you haven't used, you just donate it or get rid of it. Yep. Yeah. And I never miss it, never miss it. All those things you put in a plastic tub for later, you, you don't open that back up. Um, all those cords, all those, um, what's this, you know, electrical piece that you can't remember what it was for, you're never going to remember what it was for. And you're never going to remember where you put it when you actually need it. So mm. I think the other day someone told me the 20 rule. So in um, most capital cities in Australia or most locations in Australia, for under 20 bucks and within 20 minutes, you could replace every single thing that you're keeping just in case. Mm, very cool good good to know good to know i know every time i do vishenji clutter i always like i get better and better each time i do it because yeah. like i go okay you know like sometimes it's like till the next time but the yeah. next time for me is like 12, say, 12 months and all that sort of stuff yeah. and I go, okay and and actually my house is getting less and less like every year is less and less and less and less and don't bring as much stuff in and how does it feel does it Biggest one is clothes. Let's talk about clothes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone thinks then it's going to be black and white. And yes, I did have black on today, but I think in the book I mentioned this pop color. So I just choose some colors that are my pop colors. And my reason around minimizing my wardrobe was more, again, around travel and being able to be dynamic and have everything I wanted in this small bag. So even when I came to the retreat, um, everyone rocked up with quite large, big plastic suitcases. And I think I had my backpack. Um, I have traveled to Melbourne for three days with a shoe bag um, and been quite fashionable, quite trendy, according to me anyway. Um, and then I just don't have the unpack, the repack, the forgetting things. I'm in and out of the airport. It's all this free time to just go and enjoy. So I'm out walking in the park in Melbourne whilst everyone else is still unpacking their luggage and deciding what they're going to wear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so what, what do you carry, say, when you came to the retreat, that was, um, for those of you watching, 48 hours, so two nights, three days, um, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of things did you pack in the backpack that saw you through? Yeah, so definitely when it's a really trying to get it as small as I can, I'm definitely in that sort of denim, tan, black, white. They're probably my, my stables. So that leather, so I definitely have my boots and my jacket. So they can go with everything. And then it's a mixture of sort of denim and even I think the dress I had was kind of a light blue. So I'm trying to stay in that same palette. Um, mm -hmm. The white T-shirt and the white business shirt uh, are must. So I think on the plane, I might have worn my jacket, my boots, my belt, my jeans. So pretty much everything's on me. And then in the bag, I had, um, you know, a couple of changes of underwear and a couple of T-shirt changes and one dress. And I rolled it all up in together into this shoe bag, had my computer, uh, all my toiletries are little minis for traveling um, and they're not sprays. So I don't have to take them out now at the airport. I used to have the mini sprays. Um, yes. Now I've worked out how to get past that. So I can just go straight through the airport without pulling all that stuff out. Um, again, like just a bronzer for my face and one lipstick. That was it. So. Yeah, beautiful. Love that. I, you know, and, and, and it was true because you always, you look different and, you know, throughout the whole uh, time, but um yeah, uh, everything matched. I think I read in your book, um, you said that, you know, you might like to shop at particular stores and you just go to those four or five stores yeah, yeah. that kind of have the style that you like rather than trying to go to, you know. I think and it is really important to look at the tag and see what things are made of. So I saw this amazing trench coat um, just the other day at Chic. And then when I turned over, it was, it was nylon or polyester and rayon that's not going to be warm enough. It looks amazing and I'm looking for a jacket to wear to Melbourne, but it has to have some sort of wool blend in it. Otherwise, you're just going to be freezing. You might look fantastic. So you have to really look at the labels of what's um, inside the fabric of these items if you're going to have 
just one scarf it needs to have some wool in it can't just be a trendy pattern yeah yeah and and do you find um having less you invest in sort of um better quality yeah, definitely. I still got a DFO though. I don't buy it full price and I do try to buy out of season, but I'm mostly at the warehouses having a rummage through and seeing what I can find. Um, yeah. And you find, you know, you can get it for a third of the price out there and then you're really still mm -hmm. looking for quality, but at half the price. Yeah. Nice. So that's close, the kitchen. What other areas in your life do you feel like you've got like some minimalist things? Yeah, I mean, definitely the makeup toiletries. Um, yeah, I'm sure we've all that been... one because I feel like my makeup. I'm okay to take three pieces of clothing and do what you just explained, but my toiletry is always heavier than my clothes. Yeah, the toiletries can be a, a tricky one. So I don't take shampoo and conditioner. I take dry shampoo. So shampoo and conditioner, the amount of times I've had to clean out my bag after an explosion, and I've gone and bought the top end, you know, this one won't break, et cetera. Still does, still does. And you get through, what, two washes? A really mini dry shampoo will get you through the whole week. So... Um, and then you don't have to wash as well. So you've saved all that time. So dry shampoo is your friend. Um, hairspray can do everything from curling to straightening to finishing off your hair. So um, I have deodorant, dry shampoo and hairspray. That's it in the little toiletry bag. Um, and then same with like blush and all those things. I just have bronzer, you know. Um, I can do away with having bright pink cheeks, you know, for a few weeks when I'm traveling at home, yeah. I might have a, a, you know, rouge or something that I love as well. And then my lipsticks are the 24 hour lipsticks. So um, pop it on, go all day, eat, drink, be merry and don't have to replace it. So I just take the one and that's it. Beautiful. I love it. Right. I'm still working through toiletries. So I haven't bought any toiletries for over a year at the moment. So when I collected up everything that I had between here and the Sunshine Coast, uh, it was a suitcase full of just random things and, and the amount of toothpaste I had. And so I'm just working my way through all the leftovers at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, toiletries is one thing that you, you have this every intention, I think, that people have to, to work through it. But then for some reason... They bring in a few others again from, you know, the, those shops. They're just mesmerizing, I think, when you go into yeah. makeup. I've got them on an exposed shelf at the moment too, so I can see if I add anything all the time. So when you tend to put things away in cupboards and in drawers and everything, you just stack and layer it all in. I've got this one shelf and I can see it. And there's like a spot for the deodorant. That's it. And I, I don't now buy three to back that up. I just, again, the 20, 20 rule. In 20 minutes, I can get a deodorant under 20 bucks and be home and done if I ran out all of a sudden. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's, that's, that's really cool. So what about other areas in your life, not physical stuff? Mm -hmm. Like um, talk to me maybe about email or like, you know, things like that. How do you declutter? I mean, I, I live by inbox zero every mm -hmm. day, like, you know, business days. Um, and we are always on top of that and I feel like we're very well organized. What's kind of your beliefs around that? And yeah, I do have two emails running, so that sounds like a double up. But um, I do when I go into all those stores and I feel like I understand the process of why they want your email. But if I'm in a closed store and they need that, I either just say I don't have one. If they really need it, I give a separate email. So I just don't have any of that come in. Because I used to sit there and try and unsubscribe and you'd just be surprised how many times you have to do that. So it just heads off and they can keep sending everything they like um, to that other address. So I keep my... Um, yeah, my email quite tight about what I'd be willing to receive or need to receive. Yeah. Um, so email is one thing. You're way better than me running a zero inbox because <laughs> I also have my 
my so full time. I received my Yahoo email, um, which is my personal old one, you know, that was yeah. business and everything. And that's my junk email, if you like, or for subscription. Yeah. And when I feel like it, I can sit there and like look through. If you want. You know, that have come through. But my business one is like absolutely no people can have me subscribed on that. Yeah. And look, I try to, um, some of the other, you know, things outside of, of clothing and the stacking and all those kind of things, I really do try to um, live this minimal truth. Um, so, you know, which is really just don't, you don't need to um, embellish or um, get into gossip, any of those things. It just, it's the most refreshing, most freeing part. And you can feel it when you're about to, and everyone does it. I'm, I'm no, um, you know, no angel in that space either, but you can feel it when it's happening. If you can correct yourself straight away and go, actually, you know what, what I said five minutes ago, that's not actually true. Um, on the weekend, I actually went to the coast. I wasn't busy. I wasn't doing whatever. The minute it's clear and it's gone from you, people just embrace that and you can just, oh, you just feel so free. You've got all this space for what's really happening rather than all the things we make up. You know? And I don't even know, we, I don't even think we realise we're doing it, so... Yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So talk to me a little bit more. Like, so if someone purchases your book, what 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 do they hope to? What what, what do you hope they get out of it? Yeah, I hope they feel it's a really authentic read. So it's not it's not a complex book. Um, it, there's a lot of heartfelt pieces in there just to try and you know understand where I'm coming from. But I hope they feel normal. I hope um, yeah, they can sort of go. You know, it's okay if I want lots of stuff. It's not about that. Um, it's about me living the best life I can. And if some of these things help to do that, um, I'm going to give them a go. And you can flick through one chapter and do that. You could do the whole lot. Um, I think at the beginning, there's a bit of a personal story. So yeah, obviously my, my mother's a, a hoarder um, and that's a really difficult, um, you know, process for her. Um, but I talk to her every day about, it doesn't matter. If, if hoarding and keeping lots of stuff is okay with you, then that's, you'll be fine, but it's not. It, it actually traumatizes her and she constantly reflects on that and wants to be different. So that's where you need to start picking away at it and seeing what, you know, what could make it better. Um, she may always have a lot more stuff than the average person, but she's got to sit comfortably with that. You know, yeah. So maybe it's acceptable. Maybe it's acceptance for her. Um, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's amazing. And yeah, that was your big why, I guess, why you went on this movement and you you embraced it and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah. Yeah. anyone who's lived with a hoarder, when you grow up like that, you don't realize that's just what you see every day. You walk around things, you get through, you get out the door, you go to someone else's house and you think, Jesus, this feels really nice. Yeah. But you, you actually don't realize um, until you step away from it. And as I said, it didn't really affect me. My bedroom wasn't like that. Mm. Um, but when I looked back and realized how much it consumed her and all the things that she couldn't do in her life because she was surrounded by sorting every day it certainly was a motivator yeah. yeah my children have made those comments when they've visited friends they go oh if you saw this person through <laughs> mama you would just die and then they come home and like they they can really you can tell the difference and i yeah. highly, highly recommend you know you know you don't necessarily go to have to go to extremes everyone's different of how much stuff they want uh, to have but I think you have some really awesome tips um in your book I highly recommend that people do get it I want to finish it uh, as I said I'm 60 to 70 percent through and I read about the light globes like having the same light globe yeah how many times you have all those globes in the drawer and the batteries it's, yeah it just 
and all that kind of the law that you can't that they can't make a new phone charger because I just I just upgraded my phone and I've got a box full of charges that I need to get rid of so yeah, you know. yeah exactly right amazing so final question is how did you find the process of writing a book and going through you know the 48 hours of program oh look, it was amazing I wouldn't do it any other way um for, as I said for me I like this the process I need to know that it's quite succinct um although there's lots of things you have to follow up to you know finalize the actual 48 hours, you meet the most amazing people. You actually, every day, you just know it's going to happen. You know you're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and I think you yeah, love the dictating sort of thing rather than having to sit there and endlessly write. I liked how normalised it was with everyone who was there going, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it's your book. And, um, yeah. you know, yeah. you're the one who's going to publish it. And, yeah, some people, for them, it's about, you know, triple reviews, etc. I just sent mine out there to the universe and it'll have its little bibs and bobs in it that people can work their way through. Um, but the day you publish is, yeah, amazing and so supportive. So yeah, yeah thank you so much. Well, I want to show people where they can find out a little bit more about you. So I'm just going to share the screen. So on the screen you guys can see uh, Vicky's book, Minimalist Me. And um, also um, she does have a website, uh, but currently the book is going to be uploaded on there. Um, any day soon so but the website is the minimalists australia.com and you can see their pictures and there's blogs and bits and pieces there that you can look through but if you want to get your hands on it immediately <laughs> then head across to amazon and look up uh, minimalist me vicky andrews and then you'll be able to get your um uh, a copy of that book and certainly the book is has been distributed to all your good online resellers like uh, Barnes & Noble, Booktopia, they should all have it as well. Uh, even if you just Google it, um, you'll be able to find it and they'll supply it. I mean, that's another way I was going to say, Vicky, of keeping at a minimalist lifestyle. So if you, for example, I know you've got a, uh, ordered a, a particular number of books that came in your package and whatever it is, uh, but some of our authors do choose that purely to have their books available on the online reseller stores because then they don't need to carry books in the garage, like a books and things like that. And they're still, you know, I mean, of course, the royalties will be smaller than the profit that if someone bought it directly from you. But if saving time is more important than um, a profit share, then you're happy to profit share with the Amazons and whatever, then that's also a way of... Um, of doing it because we we sell from our website as well as through Amazon and I actually have a person my mother who's employed and does have the bookshelf um in the garage and she goes and posts like she, that's her role you know and because you know we're doing it in a, on a big, bigger scale that's how like we choose to do it both ways but for you you know with this minimalist movement you could just choose to to have it on there and just get the royalty shares mm -hmm. as that it sells yeah it was pretty different for me to actually feel a physical copy because I only have a Kindle myself. I don't have any other books. So it was kind of nice. nice to feel it for a little while, but I think this special one will get donated to someone along my journey um, and I'll keep the Kindle copy myself. And the thing is you can always print yourself a physical one if you wanted to because to print off the mind, you can just get one and, and just have that as, you know, something special within your family. So, and yeah, absolutely, guys, there's an ebook and Kindle version available. So... So that's really cool. As um, you know, a lot of people, I, uh, certainly when you travel, you're not going to take books. As much as I do love holding a book. Um, yeah, very nice. <laughs> very nice. I'm very proud of you. So congratulations and thank you for coming on this morning to share 
some of your tips and tricks and guys just go get the book because I can't tell you everything you've got to go through the journey um, of it all and all the different areas that she covers uh, around you know keeping it simple and yeah at the end of the day you know <laughs> with less you'll have more as you say Vicky yeah it's correct yep wow, they have an amazing week ahead you too thanks for having me this morning my, my pleasure talk soon see you guys. bye